The Online Marketing Show. Every day with Joseph Bushnell. Helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money. Hello and welcome to the Online Marketing Show. This is Joey Bushnell. Today's special guest is book publishing and book marketing expert, Dale Beaumont. Dale is the author of the Secrets Exposed series. He's the author of over 16 books. Go to getpublishedsecrets.com to find out more. Dale, thanks for coming on the show. Hey there, how you doing? I'm good, thank you. Dale, a lot of the listeners of this podcast have an interest in publishing books and also once they've written a book, how to go and sell it. So thanks for coming on the show to share this with us today. Could you first of all let us know a little bit about you, how you got into the industry and how you wrote your very first book? Okay, cool. Well, uh, I grew up in uh, Sydney, Australia, Um, got into sports at a young age, Um, was uh, fortunate enough to represent Australia at uh, many international competitions in the sport of gymnastics and then later competitive aerobics. Uh, then I f- finished school and was thinking, well, what am I going to do next? And uh, the idea um, occurred to me that I should start learning from successful people. If I wanted to achieve success, then you know, learn from other people that had already gone before me. So I started attending a lot of courses and seminars with people like uh, Robert Kiyosaki and, and um, Bob Proctor and Anthony Robbins and the like. And uh, I thought to myself, wow, I'd love to be able to run programs like this, but for teenagers. So that was my first real career path, running programs for teenagers. And we started off uh, very small. Our first program, we had three people that came along to our first presentation. So it wasn't uh, you know, a, a huge, a big start, uh, but we grew and expanded from there. And then after around about four or five months, we, we tried to um, we tried to get the attention of the media to write some stories and articles about us. And we found that we just got shut down. They said, you're too young. You don't know enough yet. Um, so um, we're not going to write any stories about you, which was a real, real sort of um, uh, slap in the face, really, because we were working so hard. And all of a sudden, somebody else was putting a limitation and a restriction on us, on us telling me, telling us what we what we could and couldn't do. And then someone said, well, why don't you write a book? And so um, we thought, okay, well, why would we want to do that? And they said, well, if you write a book, then it will establish you as as a credible expert or build your profile. It will um, make you uh, really stand out in your in your field. So we thought, okay, well, let's, let's give it a shot. So we took another three or four months. We wrote the book, put it all together, got it into all the bookstores. And uh, in the next six months that followed, we were on national television in Australia three times. We probably did maybe 30 to 40 radio interviews. And we had about 50 or 60 newspaper and magazine articles. So that was really the launch pad for my career. And I've continued to run programs for teenagers, but now on a much bigger scale. And in many ways, the success that I've achieved today all came back to writing that very first book at the age of 19. And, uh, and it really helped to position me um, as, as an expert in my field and all of a sudden, you know, people actually started to notice what I was saying, which was, which was, uh, which was great. What was your very first book, Dale? Well, I'm glad you asked that because it wasn't something like I write today. Most of my books are around about 300 odd pages and they're filled with a lot of words. The first book that we wrote was 78 pages long. That was it. 
um, but it was enough for us to be able to get our message across, and it was enough for for other people to see that we were, you know, we, we actually had written a book that it, you know it wasn't something that was you know twenty pages, but it wasn't three hundred pages either. It was it was it was short, it was concise, and uh, it got us the result that we were ultimately looking for. So I really want to, I suppose, say that to give people hope that are sort of listening. A lot of people think, you know, I've got to write this. This uh, complete anthology, this uh, encyclopedia. I've got to have all this knowledge and all this research. Things going to be packed with, you know, hundreds of pages worth of examples. You know, really, it doesn't. As long as you get your message across, um, and so people can understand what it is that you have to say, then it really doesn't matter really about the length. And you should really just focus on getting the job done. Uh, not necessarily making it perfect because it's never going to be you know, perfect, uh, but just get it out there and um, and then over time you can update it. You can do a second edition. You can you know change the title and maybe turn it into a completely different book if you wish. But it's just a matter of getting the first one done. It'll give you the confidence to then keep producing more. Dale, what would you say to those people who are a bit unsure whether they have the ability to write a book? Uh, they're not even convinced that writing a book would do anything for their business. What would you say are the main reasons and main advantages of writing a book and getting it published? Sure. Well, I think you've, you've asked uh, two questions there. One was about the reasons and the other one's about like what sort of, you know, maybe holds people back. So let's just look at the first one, the sure. reasons. It's, uh, the, first of all, which maybe separate between people that are writing what I write, which is non-fiction books, how-to books, versus people that writing maybe want wish to write novels and fiction books. So I'm going to just really take the example here of, of people that are writing non-fiction. Uh, the first thing that it does is it, it just massively increases your credibility in your industry. Really makes you the um, it makes you an expert. In fact, I remember someone saying that the word authority. If you look at the first, I think it's five letters of the word authority. What do you actually? Uh, what, do you, what does it read? Well, it reads author. So the quickest way to make yourself as an authority is to become an author. Um, the other thing that it does is it, it actually um, magnifies your income earning potential. All of a sudden, when you actually have a book, you can start to charge more for your products and services because now you have positioned yourself differently to everyone else in your marketplace. And people will pay a premium either for your coaching and, or, or your products that you're selling or for your speaking engagements. What I found when I was published, all of a sudden people were actually willing to pay me more money to do the same work, which is very, very interesting. The other thing that it does, it gives you an opportunity to increase your database because Great thing about um, books is is that you have no idea where they're going to go, where they're going to end up. My books have been out into into bookshops all across uh, Australia and into uh, New Zealand and Singapore and Malaysia. And uh, every day I get you know dozens and dozens of people that go to my website as a result of picking up one of my books in the bookstore, and they give me their name and email address, and I can continue to stay in touch and to build a relationship with them. So it increases your database. It also is the probably the best way to get media and publicity um, is through writing your own book, and you can get to give something back to uh, you know to to the world, and you can also uh, leave a great legacy, and it's a whole lot of fun as well. So there, there's some of the reasons why you should uh, really consider to write your own book yeah it's a really good reason and then what about those who are feeling like they can't do that Dale what would you say to them 
Well, I, I suppose just to maybe give you some personal examples from for me, um, I'm actually dyslexic, so um, I'm not actually a, a gifted writer. It's really funny now that I have 16 books and I, I really am not a good writer. Um, the, the key there is that you don't have to write the book yourself. Certainly, it has to be your ideas and your information. You can't just be ripping stuff off from other people. But there are a lot more talented people out there with their written word than me. So I would normally record stuff uh, in audio or I would sit down with them over a cup of coffee. We're talking about professional writers and I would um, share with them stories, examples, case studies. I'd share with them my own personal experiences and the points and uh, the the points that I want to get across. And then they will actually bring it all together for me and put the right words in order to get my message across. Um, So, it's really important that other people uh, to, to know that you don't have to do it all yourself and you don't have to be the greatest writer um, in the world. So uh, I say, look, just just give it a shot. Take it as far as you can and then surround yourself with great people that can take your book to the next level. So what if we like the idea of having a book, but we feel like we don't have the time to write a book? What sort of time scale are we looking at? If someone has never written a book before, any estimate on how much time they would realistically need to commit to such a project? Well, it really depends on um, how much you already know about that particular subject um, because I know people that, that their expertise is talking about things like all day, every day. Maybe they're a business coach and what they do is all day, every day, they help people and talk to people about ways in which to grow their business. So they've had these conversations in their head you know, hundreds of times. And so I know people that have gone away for maybe four or five days and they've been able to write a 200-page book in as little as four or five days. And the reason why it's so quick is because they, they they know the subject matter so well, all they've got to do is just get it down, put it on paper, or put it into their computer. Yet, if you're someone that maybe has an idea and a message, but it's it's still a bit vague, it's you're still looking for um, examples and case studies and research, then it may take you two, three, four months perhaps to be able to um, to pull that book together because you need a lot of outside sources and the research and you need to talk to people to kind of flesh it out a little bit. So it can be anywhere from, from a week up to a few months, uh, just depending on the quality and the style of book that you're actually writing and, and how long you want it to be. Is it a case of the quicker the better, Dale, or just in your own time? Yeah, it, it really comes down to um, you know the reason as to why you're writing a book. If it's just really to to build some profile credibility and to uh, and to also get the attention of the media, then it probably doesn't need to be an absolute masterpiece. Um, so just get the book out, you know, a, a, as soon as you can, but still make sure it's it's still going to have some level of uh, of quality because it can actually have the opposite effect if your book is absolute rubbish and. Yeah. It has no original ideas. It can actually do you a disservice. But as long as it's, you know, of a good quality standard, then I say just go for it. Get it out into the marketplace and uh, knowing that, you know, later on you, you could do a second or a third book. Um, and so, you know, don't be so precious about the first one. And the reason why I'm saying that is because I see some people wait four, five, six, sometimes ten years and thinking, oh, it's got to be perfect, it's got to be perfect. And I say, look, if you had the, the book out five years ago, you probably would have changed it five times by now, and you may have you know, um, had hundreds of or you know, thousands of subscribers, um, and uh, you would have been much further ahead than having waited so long. Um, so just really you know, in your own, own time. For some people, um, it's going to take a few, few months. For some, some people, it could take six months or, or 12 months. 
but really it shouldn't take any long longer than that. Just get your ideas out there and then start getting people's feedback um, because you may be really hard on yourself thinking that it's not good, but actual fact it is. You've just got to, you know, write it, get it out there, you know, print off maybe a hundred copies, give them to your family, friends or your clients or work colleagues or whoever and start getting people's feedback and they'll tell you very quickly whether or not, you know, it's uh, of a good standard and if so, then you know you're on the right track. What would be your top tips for the research and writing phase of getting your book done? Well, the first step is to really know your outcome of what you really want to achieve from your book. Um, you know, do you want to make money or do you want to just get lots of exposure? You know, do you want to get your book into the bookstores or not? Um, do you want to use it to build your database? Do you want to, uh, because all the decisions that you make all come down to what is your purpose? What is your, what is your reason for actually doing your book in the first place. Um, so that would be the first thing. The next thing I'd say is, this is my sort of message or mantra to people, is don't think book, think book series. So a lot of people, you know, they, they, they just come to me and say, well, it's a great idea for a, for a book. And I say, fantastic. Um, you know, how long have you been working on it? They say, five years. I say, well, why have it been taking you so long? It's because it's like, oh, I'm writing the everything you need to know book. I'm writing the complete how-to guide, I'm, you know, the whole A to Z. I'm like, look, those type of books, most of them have been done before. You've got to look at the idiot's guide and the dummy's guide. You know, they're, they've done that where they've taken a subject and they've given heaps and heaps and heaps and heaps of detail on it. People today, are, they're, they're time poor. They are looking for ways in which they can access information quicker and faster. So instead of writing a three or 400-page book, Maybe think about writing a book that's between, you know, 120 to maybe 160 or 170 pages. That is probably as far, as long as you'd probably want to do now because people's attention spans are much shorter. Um, so I say think, think book series. For some people, what you should do is take your book idea and maybe break it up into three or four or five pieces. Um, there was a guy that wanted to write a book about health. He said, look, I can just write a generic book about health. I'm like, okay, cool. You can, yes, you can absolutely do that. But what about if it's uh, um, you could do a, a generic book about health to begin with, but why don't you sort of think to yourself, what about a, a um, health made easy for cancer or health made easy for um, the diabetes or you could go down the uh, obesity path or whatever. You, you know, there's about seven or eight different, different angles um, with that one sort of main topic. So don't try to put everything into one one book. Um, just pick a topic area, go into it as best you can, and uh, then you know, think about writing a second or a third book to go into other areas because it's much better from a branding and a positioning point of view if you've got four, five, or six books in the marketplace as opposed to just one. And also you're going to make a lot more money as well because a 300-page book, um, I'm going to use um, Australian dollars here, you can convert it into into pounds, um, you know, maybe about 30 Australian dollars for a 300 page book. But if you could, you could write a hundred page book and sell that for say 22 or $23. So therefore I'd rather have four or five small books than having one big fat book. Sure. You'd make a lot more money that way. So, and, and the last thing that I would, would say, if I can just give one more um, quick tip is make, make sure your book has some type of point of difference. Um, because the last thing you want to do is just rehash and re, uh, you know, redo something that has been done before. So let's take a classic example of the, the book, The Secret. Um, the Secret was a book about the law of attraction. So if you just had a book called The Law of Attraction and just the whole book was about 
pretty much exactly what was in the secret, then, you know, there's no point. If it's not going to stand out, no one's going to take much notice of you. But if you come up with a different angle, I'm just trying to think now, there's a book called uh, Beyond the Secret. So you've read the secret, now what? Or yep. maybe it's going to be, um, you know, the, the, the secret uh the secret scam or something like that, you know, how, how the law of attraction doesn't work and why, or something along those lines. Now, um, so what I would recommend that you do, if, if you've got a, got a book, um, answer this question or, or fill in the blanks. My book about something is the first book that, and then finish the sentence. So it could be my book about fishing is the first book that does what? I'm looking at my bookshelf right now, and a friend of mine has a fishing book that he's released, and the whole fishing book is actually waterproof. He actually got the book, and he had a special paper, and he had it specially laminated and then put the whole book together. But you can take it fishing, and you can drop it in the water, or you could have – you know, you could have wet hands and still read it. And um, so think about that. And his book has been able to get a lot of exposure because it's unique and different. So my book about whatever your subject matter is, you know, fishing, weight loss, um, is the first book that what? If you can do that, then you're going to get a lot more media exposure. You're going to get a lot more um, – you're going to attract a lot more attention and getting a lot more people talking about your book because it's unique. And that's a real key to succeeding in the book world. Fantastic. Dale, as we know, you've written an entire series of books. When you're writing for a series, would you write all those at the same time or one at a time? And do you release them all at the same time or release the books one at a time? How does that work? So what um, I recommend that you um, sort of, yes, you're writing them at the same time. What you would do from the beginning is you would divide, come up with maybe three or four or five books potentially. So take your book and if you want to keep it simple, maybe break it up into three different different parts. Um, if you've got a book about business, you know, just rather than a generic book about business, why don't you do one specifically on on um, how to how to develop a business with great service, or and another one could be about how to grow and lead a champion team. And so you've got service, you've got team building, and maybe another one is about marketing skills for small business. So now you've got three different areas. So when you feel yourself writing and typing away, you might be sort of starting to go from book number one into book number two. So don't stop. Just keep writing, and then at the end, cut and paste it and stick it into the, the file for book number two. And so oftentimes when you're writing, just get yourself, get all your ideas out, get them on paper. And uh, you're trying to obviously write book number book number one. What you might find is you've done half of book number two, and maybe even a third, or you know, close to half of book number three. So you actually you, you sort of work them together at the same time, but you want to focus on just one of one, of course. But don't don't sort of stop yourself if those ideas are flowing. Just make sure you file them and put them into the correct place. And then what you would do is you'd work on. Um, finishing book number one and you want to maybe space them out uh, it depends on on um, how aggressive or ambitious you want to be for some people that maybe once every 12 months is kind of good they released uh, one book a year and um, would be a certainly a good pace or if you want to go a bit slower um, every um, every two years um, or you could release one every six months um, I actually released uh, 11 books in an eight month period so you know I kind of broke all the rules there and in some cases I was releasing two books a month um, so I've cooled off a bit now and uh, and I haven't done a book in the last uh, 14 months however um, you know I've, I've experienced both I've experienced going very fast and also going very slow um, but come up with something that's good, good for you I think a, a book every year that kind of feels good or maybe at least a book every two years is probably what I'd recommend 
Okay, Dale, let's say we've written our first book and now it's time to get published. So perhaps there are more, but I'm aware that there's at least two main ways to get published. One is to self-publish and the other is the traditional old-fashioned way where you would go to a publisher and ask them to publish your book. Before we get into which one we should do, I'd first of all like to find out what are the pros and cons of each of those ways. First, let's go with the traditional publishing. What are the benefits and advantages of traditional publishing and what are the drawbacks of going for a traditional publisher? Okay, cool. Well, with the traditional publisher, just to give people the context, what we're talking about is like a you know, a fairly recognized um, maybe name in the in the book world, like Random House or uh, you know, Pan McMillan or Harper Collins, something along those lines. So they're a big publishing company. You would go to them, you'd pitch your idea, they'd take it on board, and uh, they would actually pay the expenses of the editing, typesetting, printing, and they would get it out into all the stores, and then they would pay you normally a 10% royalty. So that's how it works. The pros of that going through a publisher is that you're not outlaying any capital of your own because the publishers are in fact underwriting the cost. So that's an advantage. The next thing is you get to leverage off the experience of a major publisher because they, you know, they publish books for a living. So therefore they kind of know what works and what doesn't work. And they've got some, some uh, good ideas on that. And the third thing is, is that you've got guaranteed distribution. If you go through a major publisher, they will get it into the bookstores um, for you. Um, so that will all, all happen. The, the disadvantages, though, about going through a major publisher is that you kind of would earn, from a, from a dollar perspective, less money per book. You're getting a royalty of about 10%. So if your book's selling for, say, £10, then you're only getting £1 um, for every book that's actually um, sold. Uh, later on, we'll talk about self-publishing, but we'll just uh, keep going through the publishing here. And the other disadvantage is you have pretty much no creative control whatsoever. When your book is then signed over to a publisher, they decide the title, they decide the cover design, they decide what chapters go, what chapters stay, they decide what happens at the beginning and the end of the book and whether they'll allow you to promote your website or whatever else. So you're very much it's totally in their hands and you just have to go along with what they say. Um, and the last thing is, is that typically it's much slower to go through a major publisher. For most people, it's somewhere between 12 to 18 months is the turnaround time once you give them the book to when you actually see it into the bookstores. So it actually takes quite long. Okay. And can we go through the advantages and disadvantages of self-publishing? Sure. Okay. So just to, again, uh, ex- explain, self-publishing is where you would actually, in a way, become the publisher. Um, so that that means that you're going to be responsible for the stages that the book goes through, which is editing, then typesetting, uh, which is basically the fancy word for how they lay out the book and make it look like a book, and then the uh, the printing, and then the, the distribution. So you don't, you don't necessarily have to do those tasks yourself. You can outsource them to professionals who are professional editors and professional designers. However, um, you're responsible for the for the management of those people to ensure that they do their, their job and also the payment, of course, of, of those people. Um, and then you would uh, essentially, you know, reap, reap the benefits that come along with that. So you're like the, you know, the, not just the writer of the book, but you're like the, you know, the business person of the, the book as well. Um, the pros of that is, is that you can earn much greater income on uh, on a sort of looking at it from a dollar for dollar perspective because you're going to, um, if your book sells through the bookstores, you're going to make around about, instead of 10%, about 35%. 
Um, so instead of getting one pound, you might be getting three pound fifty or something along those lines. So um, that's been a bit more impressive. Plus, if your books, when your books sell um, directly to buyers, either through your website or maybe if you're a speaker or you are selling them uh, through your business, then other than the cost of printing, which may be like one pound, um, um, and uh, then you're selling the book for maybe twelve or thirteen pound, then other than that, everything else is profit, basically. All you got to do is pay for your printing, and then everything uh, is money in your pocket. But if you go through a publisher, then you'll have to buy your book back from the publisher at about a 50% discount on the recommended retail price. So if it's selling for $12, you have to buy your own book back at £6 when it actually costs £1 to print. Um, so let's, we'll keep moving forward, though. The, the next pro is, is that um, you've got total creative control um, it's your you make all the decisions um, and um, and and therefore it's you know it's kind of it's up to you you can decide the cover and this the, the the title and all of that stuff um, and the other advantage is of course speed to market unlike going through a major publisher with 12 to 18 months you know you can do something in maybe four or five months or maybe seven or eight months uh, if you're a little bit slower so you can get it out there much sooner the disadvantages just quickly are that there's obviously an upfront uh, investment. You actually have to pay for editing, typesetting, design, and printing, uh, which you know could cost several thousand dollars um, for you to do. Um, you, it can be very time-consuming if you don't know what you're doing, um, and uh, it actually takes you longer than what it needs to. Um, and the last thing is, is just because you self-publish your book doesn't necessarily guarantee that it will be able to get into the bookstores. Um, you have to then convince convince a, a book distributor to be able to get it into the stores, and that's not always guaranteed. So, um, so yeah, with uh, unlike um, if you go through a publisher, then it, they are in effect guarantee that your book will make it to the stores. So they're the, the pros and cons of each. Okay, so the big question is, what would you recommend for a first time author? For a first time author, it's probably going to be unless you're a uh, a celebrity or unless you're someone that has a big profile um, or a lot of um, you know a, a lot of success out there in the marketplace then it's you're going to find it difficult to get your book picked up by a mainstream publisher uh, it's be, the market is becoming more and more competitive and they've just got to sort of ask themselves you know would we invest in you know, um, you know, a book by Jan Smith, um, who's written a great book, or we would invest by would we invest in a book by Paris Hilton? Now that book could be absolute crap. However, she's already got an inbuilt audience, and they know that when they release that book, there'll be a you know a couple of hundred thousand people that'll go out and buy it on day number one because she already has an audience attached to her name. So um, what I would probably you can certainly try to go through a major publisher if you prefer that option. Um, what you probably want to do is actually self-publish your first book, and um, once that book is then out there, you then use that book to build your audience. Um, and then once you build your, and I know a lot of writers, um, their first book they actually gave it away for free. They actually turned it into podcasts and gave it away for free as podcasts, or they gave it away free as downloadable eBooks. Um, and what happened is that they built a very large audience, and some of them built like fifty thousand or sixty thousand, um, you know, readers that had accessed their book. And we're now on a database. And so when they went to a publisher and said, I've got 50,000 people that have um, got book number one and now I'm ready to release book number two, are you interested? You know, I can almost guarantee that they'll be, uh, 
you know, they'll be kind of falling over themselves to try and uh, sign you because that is a you know a huge crowd, and, and if you you can sell that many books, then you're gonna you're gonna really impress them. Okay, so Dale, we've written the book, we've published it. Uh, let's assume in this case that we've self-published, and the marketing responsibility is squarely on our own shoulders. We want to sell some books. What would be your top tips for marketing your book using the internet? Okay, using the internet. Well, um, the first thing that I would say is is don't wait until your book is finished before you start promoting it. Uh, what you should be doing is along the way giving away sample chapters or maybe giving away um, sharing stories in, in uh, video format. You want to build some hype and excitement and anticipation with regards to the release of your book. So I'd be promoting your book and um, and sort of building up to it about six months before it's actually released. So by the time it's actually people get the opportunity to buy it, they've just heard about it so much they you know, can't wait to, to get a copy. That would be my first uh, bit of advice. Don't wait until the very end. And you can also, with that, the good thing about that is not only is you getting people excited, but you're enrolling people in your your book and so they can start to tell their friends and their family and things like that, um, but also so they can give you feedback. So you can say, look, I'm just going to send you chapter number one. Let me know what you think. Uh, let me know what else you want to know. Is there anything that I haven't covered or are there any stories or examples that you think could you know, sort of strengthen my message here? Uh, and, and once people feel like they're involved in the whole process, they'll be much more willing to help you when it comes time to the uh, <laughs> the promotion of the book. Um, the next thing to do would be to, um, you know, again, make sure that uh, you've got some type of distribution channel or outlet for your book. For some people, it's going to be through their website. So all the stuff that, you know, you can learn at internet marketing seminars or you know, things that people can learn from you um, are about, um, you know, creating content-rich um, rich blogs, um, making sure that you're syndicating your content in multiple places, Tapping into the power of our video, social bookmarking, um, you know, getting lots of incoming links coming into your website. Um, there's a whole lot of stuff that you can do in order to increase your your online presence. And certainly now, what's so exciting with um, with the social media is you can use things like Facebook and, and Twitter um, to you find people that have already expressed an interest and already want to know more about your particular topic. To use that same example about fishing, there are hundreds of groups that are on Facebook that are people that are into fishing. So you can tap into those groups and join them and you can start um, giving away some free information and people start, wow, this is interesting. Oh, you know, who is this guy? They can come to your website and then they can, you know, join your, um, you know, your, your newsletter or, or join your database. And then all of a sudden, you know, people are, are now becoming your customers. So there's so many opportunities out there from an internet point of view. I'd recommend definitely starting there. And also then I think the other big thing is, is the mainstream media. Sure. Um, so you could, you should start to you know, write a media release, learn how to do that, and then submit it to your local um, newspapers. You know, you could say local man writes, um, you know, the world's first waterproof book, you know, um, or whatever it is. Um, come up with something that's cool and funky and unique, and you'll almost certainly get some exposure if you've written a good media release in your local newspaper. And then you can move from there to your, you know, your county or to your state, or or, or even you can, um, you know, get some radio and then. Things just one thing leads to the next, and then all of a sudden you could find yourself on national television or radio, and uh, you can be getting thousands of new subscribers as a result of that exposure. Dale, you mentioned earlier if you're self-publishing that uh, you should find a book distributor. So how does that process work to get your books distributed in the shops? 
Okay, so what, what, um, what, when we talk about publishers normally, publishers um, do all the things that we spoke about earlier, and they also have um, sales reps right across the country that then go in and will sell all of the books from Simon & Schuster that particular month or, or Random House or, or whatever the company is that they're representing. But there are a number of what we've called independent book distributors that are out there and they work with either self-published authors or they work with international publishing houses. So if there's a big publisher in America, they don't need to actually um, go to a publisher in the UK, they'd actually just find a book distributor and use that to get it into all the stores. And so they have little uh, sales reps spread out where they each have a territory and they would sit in front of the book buyer, the person who owns the bookshop normally, and uh, they, they'd go through their list of maybe 30 books that they've got to present that month, tell the uh, book buyer about uh, each person and a bit about each book, and then the person will say, you know, I'll take five of those, 10 of those, 15 of these, and uh, you'll just find that your book will start to sell that way. And if you can prove that you've got some good sales, then uh, you'll keep getting repeat orders, and that's what it's about. I know with traditional publishing, Dell, that you can do book signings and things like that. Can you do that same sort of thing for self-publishing? Yeah, you can do um, book signings. That's a, that's a certainly a good way to get out there in the stores and start, you know, meeting people and uh, and building relationships. Um, or you, another thing that you could do is you could do a book launch, or another thing which is uh, called a virtual book launch. And uh, virtual book launch is basically like what we're doing right now, which is uh, like a, a, a tele seminar or tele conference. Um, and then you could, uh, but you could do that with people all over the country because the problem with doing a physical book launch is, is that, you know, you may you know, attract people in your local area or in your city. Um, but if you do a virtual book tour, you can have people tuning in from all over your country or all over the world to hear about your message. Um, so that's a really good marketing strategy as well. During the book publishing process, I'm sure that there's quite a few pitfalls people fall into and common mistakes. So as someone who's been there and done it many times, any mistakes that we should be looking to avoid? Yeah, there's probably literally, there's, a, there's a whole lot. I've seen, you know, seen people like make lots and lots of, uh, of mistakes and, you know, in almost every case, they're totally avoidable. Um, look, if I can just, um, you know, I suppose, cut to the chase, it would really be just get get yourself educated, um, you know, make the decision to, you know, learn and study this topic as you would, you know, any other career or, or profession. There are, like, a lot of things um, to, to know, and, uh, you know, it's unfortunate that, that what you don't know can actually cost you, can cost you a lot of money. I've had that many phone calls from people saying, I've got, you know, 5,000 books in my garage and I can't sell them, can you help me? And uh, when I actually see the book, in many cases, it's too late. I'm like, well, look, you know, why did you do this? And why did you call the book that? And how come you know, there's nothing on the back cover? And, you know, you'd be surprised. And they're like, oh, did I have to, was I supposed to put something on the back cover? It's like, yes, of course. And they're like, well, I want to get into the bookstores, but they've got no barcode. You know, lots and lots of things like that. So I say, look, do yourself a favor. Get educated. Um, I've got a website that gives away a lot of free stuff. Um, the website is Get published tv.com and there are you know, dozens of free videos there that's get published tv.com and for people that are really serious and uh, want to basically just fast track their success and get all the knowledge that they need to succeed then the other website that I have is called get published secrets.com so that would be my my kind of strongest uh, recommendation is um, 
you know, get get some really good, um, you know, get get the education up front, and it will uh, will save you a lot of money in the long run. Great. That's the end of today's episode. Thank you to everyone who joined us today. Dale, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, you're welcome. It's been a pleasure. And, uh, you know, I just want to congratulate everyone for being, uh, for listening in right to the end and just uh, really encourage you just uh, you know, get out there and, uh, and publish your book. It'll be one of the greatest things that you'll uh, ever do in your life. The Online Marketing Show. Every day with Joseph Bushnell. Helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money.